to the Tip of the Tower podcast, and uh, usually we're, we're getting into a, a rough pattern right now where we're uh, recording after a loss, because the last one we did was against St. Louis, now we're doing the, the Leafs losing to the Capitals. I think we got to change our strategy up, guys. This is not working out really well for the Leafs. No. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Austin doesn't have many words, although he said he was pretty uh, fired up about that loss in the wrong way possible. And I don't blame you. It, it was a rough second period. Usually it's the first period that gives the Leafs trouble, and I thought they were really good in the first except for that one goal near the end there, but that was a, a hell of a shot by Verana to give the Caps apparently the life they needed because they, they looked really bad in that first. I mean, they scored the first goal. That's about all they did right tonight. I mean, they scored the first two goals, so they did those two, two things But right. just the first is what they needed. Yeah. Okay, so a couple of things that I wanted to point out here. One, um, some pretty brutal penalty calls that a I feel like that brutal just so soft yeah and then the the one like the puck over the glass one like I I thought it has to go out of the rink not if it hits the fucking netting yeah I thought it had to go like forward out of the zone like towards not like up into the netting because I don't think that was his intention like I, I didn't I don't like those ones because how many guys smash a puck over the the netting and like how's that not delay of game like how's yeah. how's that any different than flipping the puck trying to flip the puck out and it hits the netting so not if i mean i'm just not a fan of the play in general i don't like trying to bat the puck out of the air like that because it usually doesn't work out well for whoever does it and no it's stupid cc so um yeah. If there was any positive as well that I could take from the game, it was Ilya Mikheyev again. Yeah, he's looking like he's going to be an actual um, NHL player, considering all the guys they've pulled out of Russia that have failed. It's nice to get a 1 out of 10, maybe. <laughs> I mean, it's still I know it's still early, but this is the, the what he is doing... It's not fluke. Like, it's not like, oh, he's, you know, the, it's a fluke. No, these are... What he's doing well is he's putting in the work, both his skating, which is a lot better than I expected. I think it's even gone a bit better because he's, you know, he's taking, he's he's using his bursts at the right moments, um, especially on that breakaway. I mean, yeah, a partial break to score on uh, Samsonov, and then Kapanen doing what he does shorthanded. That was good. That was the only time the Leafs' PK looked good the rest of the night because Washington's power play... I mean, like, when Washington's power play gets three or four consecutive chances, they're going to score their fair share. And that kind of reminded me of the problem against the Lightning where the Leafs just took a lot of undisciplined... Like, you're just like, that's a penalty, but, like, is it really a penalty sort of deal? And Tampa took advantage of that. And I think that was the same problem tonight, which was... It's not that the Leafs took penalties. It's how many they took consecutively that just took them out of the game in the second period. Just, they looked undisciplined, and I don't know if they used their timeout or what the deal was, but Let's see, how, I don't... Do you, how do you not take a breather for your team in that situation? Okay, so... Yeah, I, well, the timeout on icings? No, it was not the timeout. Just 
after one of those goals? Like, how do you... The third goal probably would be the one. Just, you score those two goals in 11 seconds, and then you give them a five-on-three. Like, after that after that second penalty that CC has to put them five-on-three, how do you not take a timeout at that point? And say, hey, guys, pull your heads out of your asses. It's the only way you can say it. I feel like the timeouts to do that don't work as well as just a timeout to give them a chance to refresh and just take a breather because they're about to go on a five-on-three. As soon as they gave up that fourth goal, they looked like they could not care less about the outcome of this game. They got run the rest of the way. I think the, the frustrations from the penalties definitely had an influence on that. Yep. Um, I'm glad that some guys decided that they wanted to show up in that late part of the game, namely Tavares, uh, Muzzin, Marner, and, and Nylander. Austin Matthews, I felt, did not look good in the third period. Like... Pucks are jumping off his sticks. Uh, he had like four shots blocked in the second. Like he was yeah, just firing. And yeah. He was oh yeah. Off. He was. Cr- he literally took out two guys from the game with shots. But after yeah, that, he, he was. Just, he, he. How many times did we see him do anything after that? Which. Yeah, he can't be that invisible. So and he was okay. So this is the other part. I didn't mention this, but when they pulled the goalie, he didn't. He wasn't the one going over the boards. Now. I don't know if he was just on. Was it Mikheyev or did they uh, I think reincarnate was Connor on. Brown to fucking throw over there? I think Kapanen got on the ice. Right. So I throw out Kasperi with his two points on the first line. Like, Three I, points I, after tonight. I, I guess that's something I'd have to look back and see. Like, did Matthews just play? Does that because like Nylander wasn't out, so that would I think it was it was the top line or the Tavares line. Plus Kapanen, and then I think it was Barry and uh, Riley. Also, that was another thing. I don't know. This is kind of goes back to the whole, you know, when the Leafs are down, they used to put Gardner and, and Riley together. Why aren't you putting Riley and Barry together near the end there? We were surprised that Mike Babcock even put Trevor Moore with Tavares and Marner. You think he's just going to make changes on the fly? It took him seven games to make one guy move because another guy could literally not score. Well, he did that last game too. He did that. It's just it takes him six games for a guy to produce absolutely no offense for him to actually consider making a change to his forward lines. Like I have no faith in that. This is my thing, though, Austin. It's not that it's not the offense I'm worried about. It's when the team when the line looks sluggish defensively. Oh, the, the defense looks awful. Well, that's Morgan what... Riley looks like crap because he has to carry Cody Cece's useless carcass around the ice all game. Hey, uh, yeah, that's Martin Marinch throws grenades left and right. At one point in this game, he threw a fucking drop pass between his legs. I straight up told you in the group chat, I'd drive him to Rico myself. I don't even have a goddamn license. <laughs> like, yeah, it's not. It's, you're a it's... third liner, and you've been spending time between the AHL and NHL. If I ever see that stick go between your legs in the defensive zone, walk home. Yeah, you can't. You can't be doing that. I mean, yeah, and he, Justin Bull just gets tear, torn down because of it. He's actually played pretty well to start. I like, yeah, he hasn't looked bad, but no one on the blue line has looked great. Moritz is just an anchor. Yeah. And Sandin, say what you want about Rasmus Sandin, he made Marinson actually look like an NHL player for a little bit there. And I, okay, so I get the decision to send him down. Um, oh, absolutely. I agree with that. Um, Marinson, I don't know how you can play continue to play him consistently. I, I don't know how Gravel doesn't get a look after that game because Marincin was just not good. 
Well, the problem is now you're going to have Boston, who's... I mean, has Boston even lost a game this year? I think they've lost one. Yeah, they, they have. They lost to Colorado. Yes. Um, I think they lost Garden, So it'll be a complete shit show. Yeah. yeah. So what are we guessing there? Like 4-2 loss? Like I, honestly, I, I can't even be give this team the benefit of the doubt that they'll pull out a win there. I just expect them to lose now. <laughs> I will be pessimistic until proven otherwise, and they've looked like absolute crap in three quarters of the games this season. It's not a, it's not a terrible strategy, considering especially the way they've played some of these games. Like they've been, they've been a trying to outscore their problems, and we have found out it does not always work that way. Um, and it's, it's with, I think the issue with the Leafs is that it's not just like over the course of the entire game, another team kind of takes over. It's, it's like a segment. It's, a, it's a short part. It's like the second period against uh, Washington, third period against Montreal. Uh, St. Louis, that was probably the only game, the St. Louis one was the only one maybe where, you know, it was kind of back and forth all game. Uh, if I look back, I got to look They back. just take stretches off, and when they take stretches off, they get pounded. Yeah. Well, the thing it's is. It's not like they're generating offense. They just get hemmed in their own end, and they don't look good, and they can't break the puck out, and they just look rattled. And it's not even the breakout. It's more of they're, they're losing guys. They're not communicating on... Guy, like where guys are supposed to be, there's too much separation between the defenders. I mean, both forwards and defensemen. It's not just the defensemen. I feel like if your decor is not solid, your forwards have to make an effort to back them up. But the defense have been kind of too nonchalant on zone entries, neutral zone again. I think you brought that up, Austin, that the neutral zone has been kind of a, a free fly zone for other teams. Yeah, I brought it up in our chat. Is at one point there was like a, a guy I have never heard of before just went end to end through the Leafs, and he maybe got a tap on the stick. He just entered the zone like he was Marner walking one on five. He looked like Marner. Holy shit, this is out there. And it's just, it's just not good enough by the way they're playing. And it should really take me to say that they all know it. I mean, I'm not the one that's pointing out the obvious here. I shouldn't be the one that needs to point out the obvious. It's just, it's not good enough. And I have no reason to believe until this team proves otherwise that they're going to show up on a daily, on a nightly basis and perform the way we all expect them to. Okay, so this is the thing here for me. I'm not, I'm not worried. I think that with Dermot coming back, that makes a difference. I'm not worried. I read some stat that somebody put out that they've played 500 hockey since the All-Star break, leading from this point until from last All-Star break to this point. Now, let's also remember what happened at the All-Star break. Dermot got hurt. Gardner got hurt. So, it's... They also just weren't playing well. Yeah. Yeah. They just... I mean, it's... At the end of the day, it's... I don't know. I'm not going to get over it. They didn't give an effort tonight, so I'm not going to put in an effort to rip them. They're just not worth it at this point. And I'm honestly upset over nothing. There's teams that are in much worse spots than we are. Yeah. Minnesota yesterday. <laughs> like, they're, they are so bad. Yeah, and really gonna, nothing to be upset And they're going to be so bad for so long. Yeah. Like, it's, I don't see them being good in years. I'm just not going to put the energy into ripping the Leafs because they'll figure it out at some point, and they'll have a good stretch. And I'll I'll find hope again. I'm just uh, I just 
Sierra's playing the ruins again and the same thing happening because I, I don't know. <sighs> I'm sad. Well, this is just what it's going to be is uh, Caldus is going to have to realize that A, having Martin Merchant around is not going to lead to success. Like, like I don't know, like I don't know if people think he's just magically going to have a big turnaround that's going to all of a sudden lead to the Leafs having success because it hasn't happened in how all the years he's been here. Um, this backup goalie, if you can, like Dubas should be looking for a backup goalie. Um, like Hutchinson, second period, he could have helped weather the storm a little bit, you know. Again. Um, like, I have no problem with their forwards. The forwards have not been the problem. It's been the blue line. I think, like, Barry Muzzin, that's the one pairing I had no issues with because at least Muzzin is accountable. Barry can, it's trying to do what he can do. Um, but when or Morgan Riley looks as bad as he has, when CC, I don't know how much of that is Cody CC. Maybe that's part of it. And then, like, Justin Hall, if he's your best uh, defenseman on the third pairing, there's a problem. I mean, there's really nothing they can do. It's just spare parts in the third pairing until Dermot gets back. So this is this is what the question I have for both of you guys. Is this more of the Leafs are trying to stay afloat until Dermot comes back and then we see the serious changes there? Or does this team realistically need to find a way to trade for a defenseman? Uh, I mean, I just, yeah, I think they just gotta like settle in. I don't see them trading for a defenseman. I think that's, I think that's like a very drastic, uh, like a last case scenario thing. I don't see it happening. I think they could maybe trade for a goalie, but yeah. I, I don't know if they'd, uh, they, I don't know if they'll trade for a defenseman. I think them trading for a defenseman is pretty much, people are gonna jump on Kyle Dubas and just by that they're gonna assume he thinks he didn't do enough. In the offseason, which isn't the truth, far from it. That's just the group needs to play well together, and that's it. It's it's going to come. It's just it's frustrating right now because I guess why I'm so upset is we know you guys saw the report that they haven't even spoken contract with Muzzin. I mean, that's kind of Kyle Deuce's MO. He doesn't. Well, not even in the offseason they didn't. That's what pissed me off. I know they had to deal with Mitch and whatnot. I get it, but, like, but the thing if you, is, you you could spare a phone call if you had any interest in bringing him back. Which is what I'm worried about. Well, the other question is, does he have any interest too? Right? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't even know what he'd be looking for. Like, if he's looking for some, he could probably get like five years. So yeah, if he know. wants some stupid like seven million dollar contract, he can go. Well, we don't I don't. I was gonna say like five times four and a half. Yeah. Well, I'm saying if he has a good year because he's. Pretty much, he and Barry have been the two best defenders on the Leafs this year, and they're both up for contracts, so they're going to ask for a lot, and it is what it is. Um, maybe that's why I'm rattled. Is like this is the year because we don't know who's coming back from the UFAs. Like Lilligren and Sandin might not be ready. Who knows? You just there's a lot of uncertainty with the D going into next season. So everyone knows this is the year, and it hasn't looked good to start. See, this is the, this is my thing though. I'm not gonna get all worked up about the regular season because for how many years have we gotten so worked up about the regular season and then the playoffs? That's why I have I have zero energy right now. Is I could care less. But you, 
you have to at least be showing a pattern of winning games consistently. That's and true. they're winning the odd one here and there against, I mean, Washington and Tampa Bay and St. Louis. Like, they have not an easy schedule to start, but it's just, it's the showing that bothers me. What, what they should be playing above what they're, they are right now. What annoys me is in the games against Tampa and Washington, like the first period got away from them and then they couldn't recover. It, against, um, sorry, against uh, Washington, it was the second period they couldn't recover. It's that, you know, there, there's something clearly missing there. I don't know what exactly it is. Um, but then again, the problem is, and you were bringing up the, you know, trying to change up lines. You just can't change up lines every time something goes wrong as well. It, it just, yeah. I just feel like that's, that's just going to tell the other team, oh, prepare for us to make changes again. Like, it, it's, I, it feels like it's just, you do but that too he much. Also, he also can't just keep going into games no. with the same thing that's not working. And Kapanen wasn't working, so good on him for changing. But he just... The thing just, is, like, are you changing the Matthews line? No, no. not at all. They look great. Uh, at most points of the season, they've looked great. The only thing maybe you could say is maybe you try to get someone else with Morgan Riley if you feel like CC is a big problem. But then again, are you comfortable putting Justin Hall... On the top Can we just pair? admit for a second that Cody Cece is exactly what we thought he was? Like, everyone tried to act like he was this big reclamation project by the Leafs because he was wearing our sweater. No, he's just a bad defenseman. <laughs> I think it was people trying to be optimistic. I don't, yeah. I don't I think people had uh, That's fine. You know, you delusions of grandeur, but... He's just, he looks lost. Probably because he is lost. Yeah, I mean, I'm saying he looks lost just to be nice, but... Ah, yeah, it's just... Also, really sad. Let's also bring up the biggest, the the stupidest thing about all this is the Leafs have already played, what, two back-to-backs? Yeah. They played five before the second week of November. Can we... we, I I don't understand. Is this the case of the Leafs are going to have this tough schedule to start and then as the season ends, it gets easier because last year... They played two games a week down the stretch. I, I don't get what... I don't know. There's the been a lot of teams that have had a lot of uh, pretty bad uh, schedules. Like, Philly's had it horrible. They started off in Finland. Then after they were in Finland, they had to go home for one game. And then they went out west to Calgary. Now they're in Edmonton. And they played those two on back-to-backs. And then the Rangers have played three games. The Leafs have played, like, eight. Yeah. Yeah. The Leafs, I think, have played the most games in the NHL right now. If I'm uh, yeah, easily. Yeah. I, I don't get that. And the thing is, too, it, it doesn't allow for a lot of practice time. No. So, you know. Like, the, Ra- the Rangers have had, like, I think they played, it was like two games in ten days or something like that. They've played three games this season. Yeah. Philly has played four. Chicago has played four. I mean, the Philly-Chicago makes a little sense because of the Prague game, but that also just made no sense. Go play one game out in Prague. Um, like, they're the two teams. I think maybe that's why the Leafs have had to play more because those – because look at the teams the Leafs have had to play. They've had to play against two teams in the Metro. Uh, they had St. Louis. Like, they've had to, I think, take up some of the – burden of 
Chicago not being around and Philly not being around too. Just a crap schedule to start. There's some teams like, you know, it props to Edmonton for their start, but who they played. I mean, they've also had, I think, some of the most ridiculous splits I've ever seen, and they're winning 4-1 today. Yeah, they're winning um, 4-1. 3-1. Is it just made it 4? Yeah. Oh. Wow, these like they're, I think their they're power play is at like 42%. Penalty kills at like 93 they're uh they've oh they have not lost a game when they haven't scored first so they have five come from behind wins and they have the highest shooting percentage in the league and the third highest save percentage so jake what does that tell you uh that it's going to continue yeah 81 and one yeah it's totally sustainable see like this is the thing edmonton what they're doing we know they're going to come down to earth eventually because I'm sorry, I don't see Mike Smith's .907, I think, at the time, like, below 910 save percentage being good enough to help this team get to the playoffs. I mean, if he does keep playing the way he is, then Edmonton's won two swaps over Calgary this year by wide margins. Sorry, Mike Smith has a .917. It went up. I just, yeah, uh, he... Koskinen's playing tonight. That's all I know. Oh, and Koskinen has a .914. So they're getting average goaltending. And they're scoring their problems. Yeah, it's that's what their their special teams are really hot. At five on five, I'm pretty sure they're not very good at five on five. Who is this? Uh, yeah. Edmonton. I mean, just also look at their stats breakdown. It's it's like a lot of teams. Doesn't make like, good of sixty like, percent uh, of their points. No, I but... think I think four guys have like eighty percent of their goals. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. Like and they like James Neal is scoring at like a fifty percent shooting percentage. Yeah. Um, good for him, honestly. It's they're just... Corsi- I mean, I, the second that happened, I just saw that and I'm like, what the fuck were you thinking? Like that was the dumbest trade I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, Milan Lucic has shown with multiple teams that he is not. Any sort of offense. He's horrible. Like, NHL he used to anymore. be good, but I have no idea how the fuck he scored, like... He used to be intimidating. He scored, like, 30 goals. I mean, yeah, he's he... still intimidating, but, like, now guys just skate circles <laughs> Is around. he, though? Yeah. He's getting turnstiled. He... Well, you have to I catch mean, a guy to intimidate. still, considering he will just, like, punch you in the face for no reason, yes, that's still intimidating, but... Oh, absolutely. It's more yeah. of an annoyance, more, like... If I see him on the ice with me, I'm like, fuck yeah, we're going to skate around this clown. Yeah, absolutely. So this is something I wanted to bring up. Edmonton has a 47% Corsi. So <laughs> that's, that's really bad. The Leafs, have, oh. the Leafs are second behind Florida at 55%. Good. That's good. At least some positive. Uh... So the Leafs are, are, doing good, are doing well enough at 5-on-5 five five to make it think that Things will get better, although their goal differential at five on five is a minus three, which Sweet. Um I think the goaltending, yeah, definitely needs to be better for the Leafs. I think Yeah, they got I mean they gotta get some saves. Because they, they really haven't. I don't, how many games has Freddie stolen to start the season? Zero. Maybe Zero. You could say maybe Detroit, where he had to make some decent saves. Mm. Um, uh, I mean, it's Detroit. You're not stealing games from Detroit. Okay. So, 
There's maybe one it's, area. It's October, Freddy. We know exactly what this is. He's crap to start the year, and then he heats up. I don't know why he does it every year, but it's just it's hard to watch him in October. Yeah, it's it's like pretty annoying um, that it's so consistent. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely annoying. Yeah, I mean, it, it it's like like uh, I I root for a team in the Premier League, Tottenham Hotspur. They have like his great goal scorer who can never score in August. He he like scores in every other month. August he cannot score. I think he's got like two gate two goals in like six seasons or something ridiculous. And it's just it's just like how is this a thing? <laughs> and it just it just is. Yeah. It's funny. It's there's nothing you can do about it either. You just we no. can't do anything about the Leafs. We just sit there and watch the games, but it's just now they'll start to get some they'll get some bounces. I mean, they're obviously a 100-point team. They're Yeah. They're going to get some bounces. Get high there. 90s, 100 points. They'll probably ma- they'll make the playoffs, but I'm I actually don't know who they'll play. Um I, I think I actually think Boston wins the division. That's what it's looking like right now cuz Boston is Boston's getting the goaltending because uh, they've only allowed ten goals, I think, to start the season. Like yeah, that bomb to Garask that every Boston fan loves to chirp is still pretty good, eh? And Halak, like what they did was they just they took the money that they pay anyone else, or that sorry, they took the money that uh, Pasternak, Bergeron, and Marchand aren't making and put it towards Halak. Gee, I wonder how the Leafs could have. Afford- I wonder how the Leafs could have afforded a better backup. Oh yeah. Try to get some deals to go your way. It's, it's also all luck. Backup yeah. goaltending is all luck, too. I mean, yeah. like, the Leafs fucking got Curtis McElhinney off the scrap sure. heap. The guy, like, led the goddamn Hurricanes to the playoffs. Basically led the Leafs to the playoffs, too. That's yeah. very true. Yeah, I mean, they just got to get lucky. Man. I mean, I, I can't believe there hasn't... I don't even recall one goalie getting waved or sent down that, um that like probably didn't or that deserved to get you know released I, I like is there a goalie that deserved to get released yeah i haven't noticed one like no. i thought pittsburgh was supposed to send down or trade one of DeSmith or jari did DeSmith, that even happen the smith got away i think he cleared yeah he cleared oh my god and, uh, i don't know how you don't go out to smith i don't know how um, you do that louis domingue got waived by tampa too I mean, and like, if you're the least, how are you not calling Pittsburgh right now and saying, "We have, we need a goalie. You have one in the in the minors." Like, I know they're they probably... basically buying time into until Joe Wool's ready to go. I don't know if you can rely on as good as much as I would love to see Joseph Wool. I think there's I like what he can potentially become. I I can't rely on him. No, well, we should not be up here next season. Cascasuo. No. Oh, Jesus. No, no, the Scott. other guy. Oh, Ian Scott? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's he? Is he in uh, Newfoundland? Oh, he's injured? Is he going to be playing in the E or the A or I guess uh, so. Junior? Cascasuo and Wool splitting time. Yeah, well. No. Seems it's not. It's no longer a complete, you know, dumpster place to put players is is to put them in the ECHL considering the resources that the Leafs are committing to rolling. it. They are rolling. The Growlers. Can we talk about something positive for a sec? Yeah, there you go. Guy on the Growlers has nine points in three games, and his name's escaping me right now. They're just <laughs> lighting teams up right now. They won 6-1 the other night. Justin Brazo scored his first pro goal. 
Oh. Bit of a greasy one, but he'll take it. Yeah, he's a guy that the Leafs are, are going to use as like a project to see if they can get something out of that. Well, they got 15 goals scored in three games. They've allowed 11, though, which isn't good. Yeah, their goal. I think their goaltending right now is McAdam and uh, Michael Gartig, I think, is the backup. I probably no. butchered his name. No, he uh, he went to Quinnipiac. He's no longer. Uh, he, I think he went to Europe. Killer. Um, well, let's just say this: Mac Hollowell is down there. Joseph Duzak is down there. Justin Brazos down there. Cole Conrad uh, leads the team I in points think with nine. Jurgen Sev will end up back. Actually, no, he's ripping it up. He won't be back there. I no. forgot how well he was doing. I don't. I don't see him. Yeah, I don't see him. Uh, so right, yeah, they'll go to the Marlies. He and Robertson will both sign ATOs with the Marlies. Yeah. So I. This is going to be a case where I think Dubas is going to probably keep his eye out for a goalie. Um, the problem is so many teams don't want to have what happened to like the Leafs, where you lose two goalies on waivers, or which is funny because the opposite happened. There were so many goalies out there. I thought at least one would get claimed, and I think the only one that got claimed that I thought, hmm, maybe the Leafs. I mean, it I also depends. The Leafs might have put a waiver. I mean, no, the ones that cleared not. But Eric Comrie was the only one I think that got claimed. Out of like all the all the rash. Just go back was, to the old failed ooh. backup of the Jets. Yeah, so he went to Arizona. That's why the uh, the Growlers are doing so bad. By the way, their starter's twenty years old. He's playing Who his first he? season of. Uh, his name's Maxim Zhukov. He's a Russian. I've never, I've never heard of him. He played. This is his first pro year. He split time between the O and the USHL. Still, like, that can't be good. <laughs> so he's your starter at 20 years old. So he's he's got an 80 save percentage right now. He's getting lit up a bit to start the year. Yeah, it's all right. That'll happen. Yeah, it's 20. Kids three years younger than me, for God's sake. Okay, so let's let's kind of bring this a little bit to a close because I don't want. I mean. There's not much that we can say right now. Uh, just what's one thing that the Leafs can, can as a team, what's one thing they should try to really, you know, try to fix? Score more goals than the other team. Uh, they got to start on time. I mean, I don't know what the, what they can what they can do for that, but they they cannot keep up with. You know where they basically are. I mean, I'm surprised they actually had a two nothing lead today, but uh, they gotta just compete better defensively. They gotta have some patience with the puck. I mean, there's there were three guys on the defense core that, or, or maybe three or four when Sandine was here, that you actually trusted when they had the puck. Now they have like three. Now they have two, maybe three, because Riley has been horrible lately. Yeah, not good. Because uh, they got to take him off the pairing with that clown. Like, it makes no sense. Yeah. Um, okay, so something that Babcock said after tonight. Uh, so this is Babcock on moving Mikheyev up with Tavares Marner. We were trying to get that line to go right. I thought we had great legs, and I thought he had great legs and was flying. Well, gee, thanks. That makes sense. And then another Babcock quote, we had a couple of sort-out problems at the start of the second, no shit. We took penalties, no shit. Then we spent the rest of the night chasing the game, no shit. Bottom line is we've got to find a way to play better in these back-to-backs. Again, no shit. 
maybe play your starter against the team that actually made the playoffs last year and you're back up against the that team. That was that something else win. I was going to mention. Why Why not, you know, you know that how important your backup goalie is. Throw him a bone because you don't throw him a bone by giving Washington on the second half a back-to-back. How many, since Babcock's done this with Anderson, which is since Anderson's been here, how many times is the backup that you can remember gotten the easier half of a back-to-back? I don't think he's ever worked that way. It's always been the crappier team Anderson gets, and they usually win. And then the backup gets, like, Tampa. Yeah. Or, like, the last year where um, Anderson played against Edmonton, Tavares goes back to Long Island, and they play Sparks. Yep. Absolutely hung out to dry. So, but my other question is, the Leafs can do so much more to help the backup as well. Mm Mm-hmm. That wasn't Hutchinson's fault tonight. Um, no, it's not all. I felt like maybe the goal, the the second goal, not the one where, where Mernshin got deked out of his mind, in the second goal, or one of the ones where like the, they scored and then right after the fact they scored again. That was the third goal. All I know is you do need your backup to kind of try to stop the bleed, and I felt like they just... This is, something was not computing there. Um, what else? Okay, there's something else I wanted to bring up. I'm gonna see if I can. I'm gonna see if I can find this post. I should have saved it. That was. Uh, I. I just. I just kind of browsed by it and then I. David. Yeah. What are we talking about? All right, I'm looking. Hold on. Um, I think it was this page here. Let me see if I can find it. I might not be able to. Uh, let's see. So this is one of those posts where you see a Leafs fan go off on the fact that the, the team doesn't hit. Um, okay, I'm gonna make. I'm not. I, I was gonna try to read this word for word. But um, I think I'm going to have to just go with this ad verbatim. So somebody had wrote, what this team could use is a guy like Tucker or Clark. That oh, couldn't couldn't we all? He was born in. Could, wouldn't every team love that? I mean, Wendell Clark, it's easy to say. But like, to say like a guy like Darcy Tucker could help the Leafs right now. You're kidding. We could use a guy that scores tons of points and also hits people? <laughs> yeah, like what? Game-breaking analysis. No, like, what? That's like saying, oh, man, you know what this team could really use? Fucking Bobby Orr. <laughs> yeah. that, you know what this you. team? Like, the guy that yeah, scores no a lot of goals shit. and hits. Man, we could use Alex Ovechkin on this team. The, the thing that the thing that pisses me off about this whole, oh, not tough enough thing. It's like, if the Leafs could find somebody like a Tom Wilson, who's 6'5", fights, can skate and score... Like you, you really think they'd say, "Nah, we don't want him." It's there's, there's like fucking, there's the literally best. maybe under five of those players in the entire league. They the are unicorns. In this they're, they're modern unicorns. So, yeah. what is something that you can't turn your head down? It's just, ta- it's just skill mm-hmm. and talent. That's what they're looking to do right now. Yeah. Is just try and get as much skill and talent as possible. And I mean, most of the time, if you're the more talented team and you can actually, and you work hard too, you're going to win. Yeah. I, the one thing I wanted to bring up, for how many years did the Leafs try to go with that route of, 
know, they're not the most skilled team, but they work hard. How many years did they try that and it didn't work? Um, almost every, every year. Every year. Since 1967, guys. They've been trying this. How about, you know what somebody once said a while ago? You know, gee, the Leafs haven't had one of, like, the top premier players in the league. Now they have one. Now they have one. No, that's... not one. Now they, have, now they have probably four. Yeah. They don't have a Connor McDavid or Sidney Cross. They don't have that generational, like, that's because oh, they haven't had Pretty close. But yeah. Austin Matthews is pretty close. close. Marner's pretty close. Tavares is pretty close. Like, this is what this team is needed. What they now need is guys to buy in on playing the right way. Look at Nick, Nick Nurse in the uh, locker room, though. Ooh, I would not say no to that. Well, he ripped Hollis Jefferson yeah, and Johnson what today. That, what was that? What did he say again? I saw like a, he said a they're tweet not, about it. They're not playing to our standard, basically. Like Raptors, yeah, right? Raptors work ethic or something? Yeah, he just straight up called them out of the media. So get him in there. I mean, that's the funny thing, though. Like, the Babcock's motto the entire season thus far has been basically, like, we got to be like the Raptors. You know what the best idea would be? Go and get Pinball Clemens. I would run through a damn wall for that guy after a speech. (laughs) Jake, how much do you know about good old Pinball Clemens? Uh, I, I actually, I heard his interview on Overdrive where he was like, tearing up about how he like just wants to be uh the person that fans uh respect and stuff like that mm-hmm. um that's all i that's all i really know but i mean he is it's just nice to show somebody factory yeah the guy just has passion for for argos football and a I team mean, that doesn't not, get a lot of a lot of yeah, support yeah exactly a We're team that doesn't have a lot of passion um amongst it so, yeah, I think that they definitely need. I mean, but this is the whole reason, also, Tavares being named captain. You know, I remember there was that game against. It was the first year Marlowe was on the team. The Leafs are getting their ass handed to them by Ottawa and Ottawa. I don't know if you guys remember this. All of a sudden, I think it was the third period, they turned things on. They absolutely annihilated Ottawa the rest of the game. And then they said, yeah, Patty Marlowe got up and pretty much ripped us to shit. Yeah. I feel like, you know, guys like Tavares, Muzzin, like, look, once in a while, Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, those guys are going to need a kick in the rear. And it can't just be Babcock giving it to them. The problem is, is they're making so much money that they need the other guys, like a Tavares, to go there and be like, all right, guys, like, enough's enough. We got to pick just- things up. Like I'm, I'm gonna legitimately ask this: Does Tavares seem like the type of guy that's gonna get up and just rip the boys a new one? No, I mean, he seems like very the, few. There's also probably very few players who no, I could absolutely. imagine that no. being done. He's more of a action kind of guy, which I get, but I he's not ever gonna do that. I don't think. My other thing is that uh, look, you can do it once in a while, but if you're consistently doing it, then it just it loses its effect. Of course. So yeah. there's that as well. Like, there's I'm a not, time and place to do it. There is. So maybe they're just waiting for because Tavares spoke loudly when he tried to get them with when they got them within a goal. Muzzin, you know, making the heads up play to break up that uh, that breakout. It's stuff like that. If the Leafs say okay, it worked for him, maybe I should try to do it. 
it's like things like that, keeping like you know aggressive on the line. Don't let the neutral zone come easy to them. It's it's things like that. I think they could do a little more of. I think having the tape like if I'm Babcock, I'm putting that Muzz and Tavares tape together, and I'm just playing it until it gets into their heads. Yep. So I think Who they just next? they just need more more examples of doing things the right way, because right now I feel like the last few games they don't have enough of that because the goals have been coming easy for them or they've been scoring so much that that has them thinking a different way. So, um, that being said, the Sabres are a wagon. It's official. Oh, shoot, never mind. They're losing 3-2. They're losing now. Wow. Yeah. So we the were jinx. Just... That's good for me because I have John Gibson as my goalie. That's fantastic. Ooh, uh, Ricard Raquel, I have him. Let's yep, he scored. Um, he has an assist. Some Jones. really random guys that scored. Uh, actually, no, Getzlaff scored. Henrique. Uh, yeah, Henrique. I was looking at a thing, and I think it was I think it was um, uh, Carter Rowney or something that got an assist. But I mean, they're on a they're on a five on three right now. So. Yeah. So I'm I'm just looking here just through the scores like San Jose three one on Carolina. Um, they seem to have. Oh, I want to just check who scored for San Jose. Because we all know if Patty scores, people are actually then my, my Twitter would have said so. No, it was it was Kane Kane uh, all three times. Wow, Vander Kane with the Hattie. Yeah, and I I think his first game back from suspension or his second. I think it's his second. I think he's been back. Like he is a guy that I would love on the Leafs, but again. Guys like him, Tom Wilson, um, how many – I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of other guys like that who can score 30 goals or 20 25 goals. 30 goals and play that way. Yeah, I, um, he has played three uh, games this season, so his suspension ended a while ago. I mean, I'd, I'd like like a Ryan Reeves, but, you know, he's kind of like a functional fourth liner. But, um, I mean, like that would be nice, but, I mean, and it, it is what it is. I mean, it's – it's like a super rare commodity and people just act like the Leafs need to just go out and sign any big dumbass and it will help them. I mean, if they wanted to add a big dumbass, they have one in the minors. What's his name? The guy they got from Ottawa. Oh, Ben Harper. Ben Harper. Yeah. Ben Harper. Six, seven guy. Six, seven all the time. Good player. Can't even fucking skate. No. Kevin Gravel is like six, three. So he's got, he's a, he's a unit. He's got a bit of a bit of size to him. And I'm oh, by the way, I, go find, ahead and just, go ahead. I found it funny how before the game you were talking about uh, how we couldn't get as much for Captain because of uh, he hasn't been playing well, which he hadn't. But he, it's just funny he had a goal and two assists. Yeah, just, just right up there, Austin. Just take it right <laughs> up there. It's just like we gotta keep doing this. It's just like how Spin Chicklets uh, Biz was going on about lining and how he wouldn't do well. And he like went on a tear. In business. Isn't he lead, he's leading the league in assists, I thought. Uh, right now he no, it's John Carlson. Well, after tonight, I mean, yeah. I saw it before the John game. John Carlson, man, has he picked up his game? Which I mean, uh, he's always been this good. I mean, I remember when they re-signed him. I said I would have rather had him than Tavares. But I mean, 
he wasn't going to hit UFA. No, he I wasn't. Mean, he got paid a ton, didn't he? Get paid like eight and a half million or something. Yeah, he's going to be the reason why they're going to have to make a tough call on Holpe and uh, Backstrom. Well, pff, it's pretty easy. Holpe's Holpe's gone. Yeah, I think I mean, that's that's a that's a given. Yeah, like there's not many guys. Like I'm just looking at the score scoring list here. Like. I like. Oh, oh, Tachuk is another guy. I'd, I'd love Tachuk. Oh man, yeah, Tachuk yeah. is a guy I would like. Um, I'm just, yeah, I'm just trying to see if there's like anyone that I can think of. A Josh Anderson. Yep, Josh Anderson is another one. Um, Mike, oh, Michael Furlan, he's another one I would have liked. Yeah, but uh, he got paid a lot of money. He got paid a lot of money in term, which yeah, I don't, I did not agree with that. Everything, and he also had. He's got concussion problems, right? Yeah, he's had a couple, for sure. Mark Stone is another guy. Oh, Mark Stone like, would have been like, the, but Vegas paid a lot. I mean, Vegas gave up their top defensive prospect, but they and they worth also it. signed him to a good deal. But worth he's it. He's been, like what twenty six or something. He's like twenty. He makes nine and a half million. One of the best two way, uh, probably Wingers. the best two way winger in the game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's just the thing is, is like teams see that and they lock it up. The Leafs haven't really valued that because who the Leafs drafted, I mean, Matthews, it's a given. Like, would you have rather the Leafs have gone after, was a Nick Ritchie over William Nylander? No. No, I mean, if it's if it's close, like if players are graded similarly when you're drafting, obviously I'd go with this, like the more physical guy. But if it's like a thing where the grades are completely different, you got to just go. You have to go best player available. You can't just reach for needs. That's when you start. Also, you can't reach for needs in the NHL because, like, how long does it take to develop a player? Nobody is coming in. Unless you're going in the top three, you're not playing in the NHL as an 18-year-old. So one year at least. And then, say, once you get past in the teens, you're going two years and then – you know, second rounders and uh, late firsts and third rounders, it takes maybe three years. So, and everything's completely changed by then. Yeah. Yes. Like, I, I just, I understand Leafs fans want to, like, you know, we've, we have grown up with the style of the guys, like, as we said, Wendell Clark, Darcy Tucker, Dougie Gilmore. We've grown up with these guys that are, I mean, Gilmore aside, have been bigger, tougher in-your-face style of players. The guy's name, he wasn't big, but Doug Gilmore's nickname was literally Killer. Yeah. <laughs> like, I like, see, the thing is, is, you know, I thought a guy like Korshkov could potentially be that, but he doesn't really uh, have I mean, like He's a skill guy. He scored again tonight. Yeah, I mean, it's just, there's not many Russians who are like that, no. or Europeans no. in general that are big. Just look at Because they don't the fight. Chicken. Well, they don't. It's not even like a. It's not even like a thing where people say, "Oh, he's he's European. He doesn't fight." It's like they're they're not allowed to fight when they play in Europe. Yeah. No. Like, it's like playing. Um, it's like college threes and NHL three or and NBA threes. Like, it's a different line. <laughs> like, it's a completely different game. Like the yeah. the rinks wider. Um, like nobody fights. So yeah. it's unless I think the only Europeans that fight or are okay with fighting are ones that have played and been developed in North America. Yeah. I mean, the guy I think of is like Gabriel Landeskog who played and played in um, a Kitchener for, I think three years or something like that. 
But yeah, it's it's a uh, it's like it's it's always just super rare. It's just annoying because you keep hearing it like they're gonna change anything. One guy's not gonna change everything. Like Tom Wilson isn't just the only guy that's making Washington. Like Ovechkin plays with that style too. Like he hits everything he sees. Uh, Wilson does it. Um, they brought up like the Leafs were being out hits like six uniform. But it's like, okay, but how many of those are just, you know, the Leafs pass the puck, the puck's nowhere near the guy, and he gets just pushed into the boards. Like, I don't consider that really doing much. No. So, and as we said, if the Leafs wanted to get a guy like that, you're paying for it. Even if they're a free agent. Apparently things are getting a little chippy in Anaheim. I do not know what's going on. I mean, the good. Oh, no. Sabres are gooning it up, boys. What? Well, one thing I would do is just fucking bet the under on that game right now. If you've watched the Ducks play at all, holy shit, fucking turn off your TV. They basically are playing a, a trap. They're playing like New I was Jersey watching. Style I was watching it. They are. They just clog up the middle. They're playing a trap. They're playing oh. like the Islanders are last year. Or the, the I wouldn't Senators. be surprised to make the playoffs. Ooh, was that Fowler? Who's number four? Fowler. Yo, he took... Who did he take to the boards? Oh! He crunched them from behind. It's, uh, was that all? What's uh, numbers old? Is he 68? Beats me. I oh. think he's um like in the high... Like, I think it's 68, oh, yeah. I think? Yeah, yeah. Fowler just dummied Olsen. He pushed him head, for, head first into the boards. And Reinhardt went after him. Like I look at Calgary too. Before Kachuk came in, it was it was Sam Bennett that was the tough guy for them. And he sucks. He's terrible. Like <laughs> the thing I remember was how how um, how absurdly um, biased Don Cherry was. It's like this guy's gonna be the next Doug Gilmore because he like played for fucking Kingston because he like, fucking loves Kingston. Oh yeah. Um, he he is so shit. I fucking knew he would be shit when he couldn't do one fucking chin up. How is that even possible? That's that's I a know, big I don't even think I've done a chin up in maybe like ten years. I think I could do like four. I could probably get at least one. You think? I, and I'm babe, not the like most. You of... could get one. Yeah. I think I could do one, and then I'm. It's just. Anyone's I don't. Guess I, don't after I don't know how. Like, how can you consider yourself an elite fucking athlete and you can't do one chin up? Yeah, and it's not even like he weighed a lot. No, he's like hundred and sixty like, pounds. Yeah. There is how are you not able to lift up like hundred and sixty pounds? Because he did no weight training in Kingston. We're talking about Sam Bennett, right? Yes. Yeah. Shout out Kingston. Um, no weight training. The other thing I want to bring up. Oh yeah, remember? I just want to. This is another thing for Leafs fans. You remember David Clarkson? Oh, my God. That was the poster boy of this is the guy that's going to get the Leafs, you know, after that Game 7 loss. This, this is who they needed, and he ended up being a disaster. That was the literal hill that Truculence died on with the Leafs. Yeah. He was, like, after, like, literally, he he got traded the moment Shanahan was brought like he came in Shanahan made known as trade him to Columbus and that's still the best trade oh yeah oh wow Kane also got a natural hat trick ooh that's 
That's one of the top trades the team's ever made. Wow. Just for the fact yeah, that this is his last year. Imagine what a gong show. Oh my god. Didn't he get paid like Didn't he get paid like 6.2 or something? No, it was like 5.25 5 or 5.5. 5. Oh yes, 575. 575. Jesus Christ. And the best part is like you hear Dave Poole and talk cuz he was like one of the guys that was there, a part of the manager group. He's like, you know, you know we Poole brought him he in turned down money. Liner. He turned down money from Edmonton. 6 6 mil. Yeah. Holy shit. Because, I mean, look, Toronto, <laughs> Edmonton, Toronto, Edmonton. I don't know if that's a, I don't know if that's a really tough decision. I mean, there's like a threshold where I would take more money to play in a lesser market, but it's not 250 grand a year. No. It'd have to be about a million. It's like Tyler Ennis took maybe 200,000 more to go play in Ottawa. Roughly. That, oh. He was also I mean, at least he's going to play. He's, there's no way he's going to fucking play here. Yeah, he wasn't cracking this lineup. Like, I, what I was referring to was, like, Artemi Panarin, who, oh, yeah. by all accounts, got offered, like, $13 million from the Islanders. And he was just like, nope, I'm never playing here. Not a chance. <laughs> it was, it was, it's just funny because the whole time, I remember when uh, Bob was reporting, like, the Islanders are favorites, I was like, there is no fucking way. No, there's like no way. His, his wife, I'm pretty sure, is a supermodel. That wouldn't surprise me. Like, there's, he's not fucking commuting from Midtown Manhattan to uh, Hempstead, New York, and then hell all the way out to fucking Belmont when they get the rink done in three years. No, it was never happening. I mean, it's a great play by him. He used leverage, and by all accounts, looks like he's he went to a better team that's gonna have a better chance of making the playoffs this year, but. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's. It would take a significant amount of money for me to go from like the Rangers to the Islanders or Leafs to Edmonton and stuff like that. Like, one report I wanted to bring up was the the Taylor Hall thing. Oh yeah, that was the last point I was going to bring up before we ended. I this. saw I saw the comments on that tweet, and it was just like, why would the Oilers do that? Just sign him as a free agent. And I, and I just wrote, I was like, you you really think that one. You would win a bidding war, and two, you would win a recruiting pitch. What the fuck is your recruiting pitch? Hey, Taylor, I know we uh, we traded you when you didn't want to be traded, um, and then everybody in town uh, basically said how shit teammate you were, and how <laughs> everybody we so said much... Adam Larson was better than you, and how um, it was uh, it was addition by subtraction, and everything like that. But we'd like to offer you six million dollars a year. <laughs> um, yep. I know that's about half of what you're probably looking at, uh, but yeah, and also you get to live in Edmonton again. Mm, probably not, considering who will have cap space next year. No, not a chance. There's no. no chance. That, that's Just... actually it's actually kind of sad because I mean I live in New Jersey and I've lived in New Jersey for I don't know seventy percent of my life. It's it's like a really good hockey market when they're good, yeah. And it when just it kind of sucks because I thought he would have resigned if they were good, but they've just. I man, mean, what they month their off season would suggest so that bad. they would be off to the start. At what point Nothing. do you consider trading exactly. though? I I think you got to you got to you got to ask him. I I mean Ray Sherrill's a smart guy. He's got to go to him and say. Listen, do you want to be here? Offer him a lot of money. Offer him 77 over 7. 
or 88 over over eight, 11 million dollars offering whatever it is. But I mean, you have to go like, listen, we will offer you this. It's take it or leave it because they cannot, you know, have a Zach Parisi situation where they lose a guy for nothing. Considering the package he'll get, he will get a roster player, a top prospect and a first round pick, if yeah. not more. Well, if the Leafs paid a first-round pick and a prospect for Jake Muzzin, I think... Uh, uh, two prospects. Two, prospects. two, two like, prospects. mid-level sure. prospects. Yes. I keep forgetting about, um, what's his name? Jersey? No, Jersey was the one Brunstrom. I remembered. Brunstrom. Brunstrom, holy smokes. Memory loss right there. Um, I'm just trying to think, like, what comparable player has gone at the deadline, like a Taylor it would Hall? Be, it would be Marion Hosa. That would be the last one I could think of. Mm, yeah, that's probably. Better. And they got they got a at the time a very good roster player, Colby Armstrong. He scored like twenty five goals a year. Yeah. The top prospect who ended up sucking, Angelo, Angelo Esposito. Esposito. Oh my god! And a first him. first round pick. Which I mean, it's Pittsburgh, so. Yeah, I mean it's it's going to be a team in the twenties. Like no team is is giving up a potential lottery pick to get him. I mean that's just unrealistic. And that was going to be You're my other question: What team? I mean, the, his contract's affordable at six million. If the team, like I'm looking at teams like, uh, let's see, we we've mentioned teams that need scoring, like Carolina. Are you talking about teams to that could sign him or trade for trade him? for him, not sign him? Oh, it's easy. All the teams that have balls, Vegas will definitely sniff around there. They always do. If they can, they don't have to move some salary to make that work. They like, could do it. But if they could, right. could you just imagine that winger core? It would be ridiculous. Yeah. And the thing is, I wouldn't put it past him re-signing there. Yeah. Hell, I would. Um, oh, this is the other thing I want to ask. Vegas Some... or Edmonton? Vegas. Vegas. <laughs> I think Vegas has more to offer than Edmonton does. I just mean to live. Oh. <laughs> that was more of a... Oh, sh- Yeah. That was terrible. Sorry, Edmonton. You got a nice mall. Um, my offer. question, my my last, my other question. Somebody, I don't know if you guys heard, who brought this up that, you know, Winnipeg, if Buffalo doesn't come back and you're the Leafs, you're calling them every day about taking Cody Cece. Uh, I think it was. Who was that? I think it was a TSN guy. It might have been LeBron. Yeah, like if I'm the Leafs, and you like, at what point do you think the Jets have to? I know they're not Close talking the about Bufflin for CC, but just getting CC out of there in general. Yeah. Would be great. Because if, be... if you're Winnipeg, you can't sit back. No. Especially with the some of the good core players that they have locked up, they, they can't. They, like, they can't. They're not a team that can say, uh, you know what, we'll pay the money, we'll just burn this year. No, they, they need, the, like, they can't have a lost season. Especially financially. So, if I'm the Leafs, I'm like, you know, Cody Ceci might not be great, but he's better than some of the guys you got. Because I don't think they want to be playing their first-round pick from 2019 in their lineup. Heniola, is that his name? Yeah, uh, he's playing... No, he's, he's like out. the third-round pick, I thought. No, first. Oh, is he first? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they probably have with their third-round pick from this year playing. Cause they took injuries. him 20-something overall. Maybe I'm off. It might have been in the late teens. So I forget the last draft because the Leafs weren't picking first round. But yeah, I mean, team, bunch of teams would look. Hell, 
If I were Boston, I would fucking try and sniff around and get something for uh, try and trade for him because they have cap space. They could re-sign him. I mean, there would be kind of a disaster long term. Would be like what the Leafs did with Tavares, but and I don't know how well he'd fit that system. But they could, they could, they could be a team that would go out there. Um, there, I mean, probably be treated like Sagan. I don't think so. I mean, Sagan was so young and I, he just doesn't play gritty enough. I don't think. I think you have to have that edge to play in Boston. I don't know. I mean, it's a, it, it's a different. It's a bit of a different system, but I, I agree. I mean, it would be. Again, it would be a fit where you make it work. If it's you can get like, a guy, and they have a ton of prospects and young players yeah. and picks and stuff like that. It, but I mean, me, if Buffalo, if Buffalo keeps doing well, I, yeah. I think Buffalo could trade for him. I don't know if he'd resign, <laughs> no. but I think they could consider trading for him. Sure, give it a go. Yeah, Colorado's a team that's got money. They got picks. They got prospects. That's a they team, can resign too. That's a team that I'm. Uh, I'm. That's gonna do something. I th- like. I think. I think that's gonna be the big team next off season too. That's gonna try and get one of the big free agents. Imagine if they go after Taylor Hall. I think they would. I mean, they they. Do you see how creative they got with trying to get Panarin? I think they offered him like thirteen over four or something. Well, because they have. The long, t- like short term, they have the cap space, but then once McKinnon needs to be re-upped, that changes everything for them. Yeah. So, I'm. Uh, there are teams that are, are going to be sneaky with what they do. Um, the Leafs, not so much. We know what they need. We know they can't do it's, much. It's it's sadly not Taylor Hall. Nope. Um, no. We don't have a big name free agent coming for us for a while after Tavares. Nah, nor nor would you. I mean, yeah, exactly. NBA. There's we got no, our guy. There's no flexibility anymore. No, and yeah. just getting Dermot back, I think, will be nice. Even uh, Hyman's supposed to be oh, back yeah. within like the next week yeah, or I, half or something. I'll I can't believe him. him saying this. He's he just seems so important. Yeah. We, yeah we, it's we, weird we, how important he is until you see him out of the lineup. So, but yeah. that, my question is, okay, you get Hyman back, who comes out? It has to be, be Kaplan. So then what do you do with him? Because I don't know if you can... It, it's really tough because I don't think you can put Trevor Moore on the fourth line. He's, no. That third line has been the best part about the whole team. The bottom six has been, been, the, take, have been better the... than the top six. Yeah, I agree. They've just, from a consistent play standpoint, they have just brought it every single game. So I, like, if I'm if I'm Dubis, I know that they wanted to have Captain around, but you have such an embarrassment of riches up front and your blue line. You, they, it's gone address. It got addressed with Muzzin and Barry, but that's it. He and Janssen both have not really performed. Well, Janssen, and even Janssen has been pretty invisible for the most part. Well, Janssen, yeah, he started invisible last year too. Yeah, like yeah. Janssen at least it. will play the. I'm gonna, you know, go into the corners and really do my best to make life easier for Willie and. Yeah, and he's stuff. doing his job. I'm not saying he's a bum no, no, by any no, means, no, no. but you just were in the in the position he's being played. We expect more. Yeah. When you're on the first line, obviously you're showcased to be a first liner, and it's just when you don't perform to that, you're going to be judged accordingly. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, like, we, we see... This is the thing. We can't look at Kapanen and Yatsen as guys that you try to make work. Like, they, they should be seen as expendable because you don't want to get locked out to guys like that who I think can be replaced. I mean, I look at... The, the, even with the Marlies, they're going to have guys that are going to be knocking on the door to come up. You've got guys on the third line. Like, I think Trevor... Would you... Would you be comfortable having Trevor Moore in Andreas Janssen's spot if he were to get traded? Yeah. And would you yes. be, would you be fine yeah, with Hyman in in, in Kapanen's spot? And then yeah. you just find a guy on the third line to get hit to play on the third line. Yeah, I would. That I'd be all all for it. And that's six million dollars right there. Yep. And that would be your defenseman if you needed to get one in the off season. Or, or the money, just to relieve some money to get someone. They'd have to find a defenseman who's probably got maybe th- two or three years of term. Yeah. And on a decent number. I mean, they're really hard to find, but they need cost certainty for sure. Like what they had in, you know, Kadri and what they have in Kerfoot, who's, you know, signed for good deals, but not for serious long term. No. I'm kind of a fan of flexibility overall. Yeah, I don't really. The thing that people love in the NHL, and I don't really understand it, is signing guys to like eight or seven year deals. No, I hate that. I just, I just don't think it's that big a. Um, I don't think it's that big a savings. Like people were complaining about. Yeah. I mean, we we complained about Matthews getting five, but we want Matthews here forever. I think about it. I mean, I, I I've like the the thing is, I mean, would you rather have them for? He's probably one of the few examples guys like him. You'd prefer to have like eleven years, eight million, or eight, eight, eight years, eleven million dollars a year because he's like a superstar. But if you're not like a super duper star, I don't feel like offering these guys. I feel like it's a better idea to do what teams are doing with like the Bruins and stuff like that because they signed. Um, McAvoy was like a three-year deal for like five million or something. Yeah. Like at the end of that deal, I don't think he's gonna get you know eleven million dollars or something like that. Like, he's probably gonna get like seven and a half. Because the jump, like to think his salary would increase by like would double. That's that's that means like he he has like double. He'd have to he'd have to win a Norris Trophy to get double digit. Yeah, exactly. That or be a bona fide number one defenseman on a championship caliber team. Like you look at who's going to be a free agent this summer is Petrangelo. They like, what do you think he would get on the open market? He'd got to get like seven times 10 or yeah. yeah, 10 times seven. He has to get 10. If if Carlson got 11, if Dowdy got 11, which, which is another weird thing. I feel like, the contracts negotiated in, in San Jose and LA have been pretty bad. They screwed them. Like getting rid of Joe. Pavelski, I would have never. Isn't Carlson like eleven and a half? He's. I or think is that so. Dowdy that's eleven? And no, a half? I think uh, Dowdy's eleven flat. And Carlson, I think, and is eleven. And Carlson's, I forget. I honestly forgot he signed a contract. It was such a side note for some reason in this offseason. He did eight years, ninety-two million. So it's eleven and a half. Oof. That's that's gonna be so bad, in like four years. He two years, in my opinion. Uh, he can barely see. He can barely turn. The, the way he's held I up, mean, it looks. Bad. Well, let's be honest. He's a stud, but yeah, he's unreal uh, when healthy. 
Yeah, that's the thing. He's he just has a lot of injuries. And I mean, I love him. I don't know if I'd give him 92 million over 8. But I mean, that's just the way it is, and I think the only way to change that is if um is if they lower uh term limits, which is what they're probably going to do. I think the max is going to be 6 years and also players start going to free agency. I think that's the only way cuz there's there's been Think about how many guys have just been – you're basically banking on them being good. Yeah. Like uh, Thomas Shabbat's one. Now, I think he's a really good player, but didn't he get like eight times eight? Yeah. So he got eight times eight. There's no way he should have gotten $8 million after one season. Uh, friggin' Marner probably shouldn't have gotten $11 million. Clayton Keller shouldn't have gotten – he got like seven and a half. He had like 10 goals last year. Now, I think he's got a lot of talent, but Jesus, I I just don't see how it's very rare you look back on those long-term deals and are like, oh, that's a steal. You can probably count count them on your hand. Would you have given Truba $8 million? Mm, What did they, was that an eight-year deal? I think it was eight by eight. Uh, See, that sounds like about right. Or seven by eight. He's a 50-point guy, why not? And he's pretty, he's really physical. Is pretty he's a pretty good player. Yes. I think good. I think pretty good defensemen go for around seven million dollars. So he, that's fine. He got seven by eight. Yeah. Um, he got seven million. And he got eight million, but seven years. So, uh, that's yeah. a that's probably a little overpayment, but I mean, New York isn't the tax haven as yeah. some other states are. But I mean, that's that's like around what he should get. But I, I just don't understand. I guess these these all these GMs love just cost certainty and and locking players up. And I I think it's actually going to change with the way players are you know having personality nowadays and are you know player movement. I think you know the John Tavares moving kind of opened the doors for everybody else. Yeah. Because like you didn't you didn't see the vitriol for um, like. Bobrovsky and Panarin. I mean, you had some, you know, little bullshit videos like we want guys that want to be here. <laughs> a and loyalty then, campaign. And, yeah, and then they got fucking blasted like six one. But I mean, it, it just who gives a shit? Like it's gonna happen to a bunch of different teams. Yeah. I kind like, of it's not just. I don't see it just happening to small market teams. Yeah, I kind of wish Connor McDavid did it. Yeah, he, I mean. He, you got to have a guy that has some balls. Yeah. I just don't think he has any. He's a very good player, but, I mean, he, he sounds like a guy that would, like if a five-year-old said shut up to him, he'd listen. <laughs> I think McDavid's is hoping, like, if he wants to get out of Edmonton, he's hoping for a trade. He's not going to leave. No, I think he'd get a justified reason I, to I think, think I think losing. if he, if they are not good. Well, it, yeah, he's going to get traded. I think if they're not he good. Can't. He will leave, but yeah, I, I he can't walk until eight years from now. So what am I saying? Well, it's it's like four now or five. Oh, really? It's been that long? <laughs> oh, they locked him up like immediately, right? Yeah, he's he's been under that deal. I think this is the third year. Uh, I think it's the second year because uh, no, it's not the second year. It's it's got to be the third. He went. Didn't he go two years? Two no, years before Matthews, no, or was it one year before Matthews? Oh, so this is this is the second year, I guess. Yeah, so he has six more years. Okay, well he'll be twenty-seven. They, they have two more years. That's it. Yeah. 
Well, the thing is, yeah, I, I mean, if if this this season goes down the toilet, like, and they are in the lottery, it's gonna really start this year if they don't make playoffs. But next year, if they don't do it, it's over. I mean, it's pretty. They were doing the math on overdrive with Ray, where they're in a position they got six wins, I think. Yeah. And say you need ninety-five points, they can basically go like five hundred down the stretch and make the playoffs. Problem is, they got to mm-hmm. go five hundred. Yeah. See, that's the thing. I mean, you you wonder when regression will hit them with all these teams. You know, Carolina's not going to be fucking six and zero. Buffalo's not going to be six and zero. Uh, leading the league in, like, goals against. Like, get the fuck out of here. This is not going to happen. And teams like San Jose, who everybody was bitching and complaining about because they did look like shit. They're not going to be dead last. Like, I saw people talking about the um, the first-round pick that they gave it up to Ottawa. Isn't that done? Who's that? Uh, San Jose? Uh, no, yeah, San Jose. They, no, they own their own picks moving forward. No, no, no. It's this year. Is it? Yeah. I thought it was last year's. No, it's this year. Oh, is it? Yeah, because yeah. I think they they had a... Um, how did it go again? They If they made it to the finals, I think that then Ottawa would have gone the pick. Oh, I guess they didn't give up. They, they didn't give up the, the first round pick in 2019? No, they did not. It was... Oh, that's why. I thought they did. So oh, here, well. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna bring this up because I got the details here. We got so off the path in police hockey. No, it's fine because it's <laughs> this is important stuff. I'm fine. I just just realizing now. Um, that's the Duchesne one. Uh, they also got uh, Columbus's first rounder. Who? Um, Ottawa. This year's. Because the way that they're putting this up... I don't think so. I think there was a condition on if Duchesne stayed. Uh, let's see. Oh, okay, never mind. So, okay, no, never mind. They got rid of that. Oh, here it is. So, these are the conditions. 2020 first rounder. So, it says receive a first round pick from the Sharks no later than 2022. If Carlson is on an Eastern Conference roster, remember that condition. So no pick was transferred. Auto receives Sharks 2019 first round pick. If Sharks do not make the playoffs, if Sharks make the playoffs, which they did. Auto receives the Sharks 2020 first rounder. Okay, so it is. So it's it is unprotected too. Yeah. Mm, no. Uh, they'll probably make the playoffs. The Sharks and and the Sharks also sent them a 2021 second rounder because Carlson resigned. Yeah, well, the selection upgrades to a 2021 first if Sharks reach the 20 of the Cup final in 2019. So Ottawa received the 2021 second rounder, but because they didn't make the Cup final, they didn't get the first rounder. Fuck, these conditions were really bad. Sam's. Yeah, well, they they started 0-4, and, and now it looks like they're going to win three in a row, and they're right back in the wild card. They're one point back at Calgary. So Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean. You, you have to be, like, extreme cases. Like, New Jersey is, they're fucked. They're like their own sick. Look, if I'm New Jersey, Alex Lafreniere is a, and those guys are going to be good. So, 
Yeah. yeah. Those are stepping into the lineup immediately. Like even guy, a guy at five could step into your lineup immediately with these guys, this talent. I mean, you that's what's going to suck about the Leafs not having a the first. Thing, that's back. the thing with Jack Hughes. I mean, doesn't he have no points? Yeah, yeah. he had no. He he lo- almost lost his shit because he hit the post twice on the on one. He shot. missed. He missed an open net from inside the crease the other night. He's snake. He's that. That could be. Um, it's. It, I at the same time, it's not concerning because we know Jack Hughes is a good player. I think just stunned. the losing doesn't help. Um, but it's it's another case of that guy, like because he went first overall, he has to make the jump. Like he would have yeah. torn up the NCAA for a year and been better off. But because he's the first overall pick, he has to make the jump mm-hmm. nowadays. Um, yeah, that's the one part about the Leafs not having a first round pick is because this team is like this year's draft is really good. But eh, but realistically, they're gonna have another pick in the twenties and. It's darts at a dartboard at that point. Well, I mean, I mean you, you saw with the, the thing uh, about Nick Robertson, they had uh, Craig Button on. He was talking about how basically he's become a top 50 prospect already, yep. and he was taking the second round. He's leading the OHL in goals and points. Yeah. Yep. So, That's I mean, you know, it's there's really, like, it, there's just not that big a difference between, you know, mid-50s and mid-20s. Like, that's the thing with, you know, Bob's list is just like, if I get, you know, 25 of the first 32 picks, I'm happy. Because there's just so much variation between the 25 to 50, where some guys rank 25th, some guys rank 50th. I mean, it's 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 a crapshoot. But, I mean, they're lucky. They got to, I think, if they have to trade guys, I would do it for picks. Like the people I'm talking about is if they have to trade a guy like Kapanen down the road, do what the Caps did, and they got, I think it was two seconds and a third for Johansson. That's probably what I'd look to do. Maybe you can get lucky and get a first-round pick from a team, a mid-first-round pick, and then there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. I agree with that. So that's how we end it. (laughs) Bringing it back to Leafs. Thank you, Jake, for that one. Um, they play their net. They play their next game against Boston. Then they got Boston again, I believe. I think it's a home and home situation. Let's You're see. kidding me. No, sorry. Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. It gets even better. So the Leafs, it's the Bruins at Toronto on Saturday. So the Leafs will have. Then they have they have fucking two more back to backs. So they? so this is the great. Yeah, they have another back to back next week, right? They have Columbus no, they have two on Monday next week. They have, oh so this is how the Leafs. Week I know works. for a fact they play. They play Saint. They play San Jose the day before my birthday and Montreal on my birthday. Yeah. So here we go. Columbus. <laughs> Columbus versus. So so they play the Bruins on Saturday. They have Columbus in Toronto on Monday. This is how stupid this is. They play in Toronto on Monday against Columbus. Then they travel to Boston on the Tuesday. <laughs> Then they play San Jose, as Jake said, on the Friday. So they'll have Wednesday, Thursday, Wednesday and Thursday. They have five games in eight days. <laughs> and then they so have... We're going to have 13 games played before the Rangers even step on the ice for practice. <laughs> and then the eventually... Rangers, the Rangers basically could have said, you know what, fuck it. Go, go have vacation for a week. Yeah. Just, do you, do you want your to bye see... week is every week, boys. Congratulations. One, one more, one more here, just for just for shits and giggles. 
The Leafs on November 15th, they play the Bruins. That's a back-to-back. They play the Penguins in Pittsburgh the next night. <laughs> oh, my Rip. God. What's with... What? I just... NHL. Oh, sorry. And then they finished the month of November off with another back-to-back with the Sabres. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm just looking at their schedule now. And in the middle of March... They play. They play oh five God. games in seven. Uh, five games in seven nights. Oh, can I can I bring up another one? You know how they start the month of December. Yeah. A back to back with the Flyers and the Abs. Do they, do they lead the league in back to backs? Oh my God! I, I'm just looking like you, I can't scroll down far enough. Oh my God! Another back to back with the Devils and the Rangers to end December. To end December. Well, Devils should be two points. Holy! You never know. Jack Hughes might be a point per game guy by then. So holy shit! The Leafs have fourteen back to backs. Do you want to see Philly? Philly and Pittsburgh have seventeen. Here's another back to back that looks really good: the Preds and then the Stars. Well, Stars look like shite. By then, though, they'll probably be good. Edmonton has Edmonton, St. Louis have nine back to backs. I don't think I've ever seen so many back to backs for Toronto. They have the host. The Anaheim. sad thing is, there's like ten teams with more. Holy smoke! The NBA refute like hates back to backs, and they try their best to get rid of them. And the NHL's like, oh, we think you know uh, we need to get more back to backs in there because people love them so much. Well, the NBA is like completely different. I think that's that's such a that's the thing that's really starting to annoy me is this load management thing. Like that cannot happen. No, you will not win your fan guys so much. No, 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 no. It's all. It's not even like it's a. It's a Raptors thing or a Spur, like a Spurs thing. It's like teams can't do that. Like you can't be the Spurs who just could have fucking the three of us out there and somehow win a game, or the Raptors who have a like fifty win core without Kawhi Leonard and can play without him. Like you can't do that. Say there's a team like. The Oilers, like they were talking about that, if they could give McDavid bat like a day off, like what? They might not make the playoffs. No offense, if I'm paying the money I'm paying to watch hockey in the NHL, I do not want to see a guy getting arrested for load management. I hate it in the NBA too. How but many it... guys? Have, how many? How many Raptors fans would not go to Raptors games or not pay the price of a Raptors game because they knew Kawhi wasn't playing? That's why the Raptors had to announce. When they expected yeah. to sit Kawhi because they knew the NBA would be like, you can't just at the last minute tell fans, oh, yeah, by the way, Kawhi's not playing tonight. So all that money you spent just went down the drain. Now, to be fair, they I went to one of the games that Kawhi sat in New York, and they still beat the fucking piss out of the Nets. That's true. But, I mean, it's rare. So I'm t- You're talking about teams that have n- literally nothing to watch. Yeah. Like the Rats. Like, the the thing with the Raptors and the Spurs, like, some people like watching players. Some people just want to watch their team win. That's true. Uh, now, what I will say is, like, okay, if you're, let's say, a Leafs fan, and then Babcock said, oh, yeah, Tavares and Matthews are being sat tonight just for load management, there would be quite a few Leafs fans that would have a big problem with that. Yeah. Because of how much money. Like, you're spent. like, look, Austin, you and I were going to, potentially go to that Tampa game. Thank God we didn't because that would have <laughs> yeah. a fucking waste of money. Um, 
we were looking oh seventy five dollars starting US for tickets. Seventy five. And you're not even and part of and half the time on Saturday nights you're starting at about a hundred and that's a standing room ticket. It is getting uh Ken Campbell, you know, I sometimes I don't agree with stuff he tweets out. He tweeted out how uh so uh all the Canadian teams except for Toronto did not sell out. And all the comments were like, yeah, we just don't want to spend the money that the che- the teams are charging. or the sec- It's not even what the teams are charging. It's what the secondary market is charging. That, I mean, that's the big thing. You can't – if you're going to change something, you got to change, you know, the amount of buyers that you can have from one thing. Like you can't buy a block of 20 tickets if you're from like a different IP address. I mean, the Yankees have really tried to do that. Mainly because they're greedy fucks and they don't like people buying their product and reselling it for profit when money they could be making is not going in their pocket. This is where I hate the leagues partnering with StubHub because in StubHub it's like, yeah, we're we're making money, but we'll give you a cut. Like that's that's a load of crap. Like that's just yeah. StubHub buying a way to make sure MLB is okay with them upcharging fans. This is the thing. It's it's fans who lose out. Oh yeah, you get tickets, you get more options. Yeah, but how much do you want me to spend? I got upcharged. I was selling. Uh, my sister was selling Austin this yesterday. We got upcharged like three times the amount for a Leafs preseason game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We did it because we wanted to go to the game. I mean, I the thing they do and what they should do and they probably never will do is. Like in Europe, they have huge supporters. Um, it's too, way too corporate now. Yeah. Um, but like in, I know in Europe they have things where, like they were in England, I think Premier League tickets, which are you know relatively expensive, they're probably like, I don't know, maybe sixty bucks uh, U.S., which is fucking nothing. No. Um, but like they were complaining because they were going up like five dollars. And in Germany, I think I think they have to be like ten dollars or something for kids' tickets. It's ridiculous. I mean, it will just it will never happen. I mean, nor should. I mean, it's just a completely capitalistic uh, point of view where if someone's going to pay it, why not? But eh, it's kind of just sad. It's just sad because eventually you're also just pricing out potential fans. You are. You're pricing out the fans that really want to go for the fans that, no offense, are complaining the most because of how much they've spent and they didn't get what they want out of it. You're never going to be happy at a sporting event when you pay the amount you're paying. Now, let's be honest. Like, Do you think people would have been happy about the NBA Finals if the Raptors lost because of how much money they're spending? I, I know no. people who complained... Uh, you know, in the Leafs preseason, Austin, you went to a Leafs preseason game and you basically saw the Marlies. Yeah, yeah that year. see, that's a thing where that was a deserved. That was so stupid, and they actually corrected it this year. But that was that was such a stupid thing. Yeah. You know, they they that's why they announced those lineups earlier. But yeah, they the problem is the NHL sees money, the Leafs see money, everyone sees money, but. And then the fans are just going to be, at, at some point, I mean, it will never be like that for the Leafs because I see people in the 100s 
like on Instagram, I see people I know in the 100s, and I just go, I, I feel like Texan said, Did you rob a bank? That's like $600 for two tickets, probably. Come on. No, these, like, a lot of these are just people will buy that one game. They'll be like, ah, screw eating for the week. It's, that's what it is. And it's, I don't, I mean, if you, if you're willing to pay it, good for good on you. I'm not paying that. No. That's why I like the, the thing that the Raptors and Leafs sort of started with the, you know, the big screen outside where you're getting those fans who, guys like us, <laughs> basically. They're, they're really, you know, like younger professionals or people right outside, of, right out of university or in university that can't spend, you know, $200 to go to a playoff game and sit in the nosebleeds, but they'll pay $5 and $5 for beers to sit outside and watch it with, you know, a bunch of fans. Like, that's like a fun idea that a ton of teams have started to copy. <laughs> It's probably the only positive thing that's come out of it. Well, um, the, the well, MLSC just redid real sports. Yeah, I mean they should, and they reinvested in that square that's gotten a fucking ton of use. Yeah. Didn't they like double the screen size? Yeah, it's massive. Awesome yeah, thought I didn't see it. So I haven't seen it in person yet. Uh, Richard, Lee, Sam, our buddy. Who has been on this podcast a couple of times? He was the one that sent out the photo that I saw. Yeah, well, there you go. So yeah. So I, I'm, yeah, I'm for that. Either the NHL is going to have to realize that their product is becoming too expensive, and fans don't, fans do not want to go, or fans in a lot of markets will not go. I mean, look, teams will finally have to like how many, how many teams. Have had to lower ticket price because they realize they've outpriced fans. It's happening. I mean, the, the, I think the the most um, the biggest thing that's happened was was with Carolina and um, Carolina and Florida did was because they were they had basically they're before like a couple years ago before they got new ownership their their attendance was bullshit. Like they would they would have maybe twelve thousand fans. But like seven thousand of them were paying, so it was just a complete waste of. It was just diluting their product. Like yeah. the value of their product was nothing. So they made everybody pay in, and that's why you're seeing you've seen a couple ugly crowds, like Ottawa, <laughs> Ottawa versus Florida, or Ninth. Winnipeg, or Winnipeg versus Ottawa had Carolina. nine thousand at a game. Nine thousand. I've seen like four. Where it looks like it's five hundred, yeah. But I mean, it's it's what you have to do. You got to rebuild the brand, the brand, and I mean, hopefully, maybe maybe ticket prices maybe stay flat or slightly go down if they you know hit a hit a you know a ball out of the uh, ballpark with the new US TV deal that should you know hopefully finally allow teams to profit. I mean, that's been the biggest issue with NHL teams. There's only been maybe, you know, half the league has been able to actually turn a profit. Yeah. Meanwhile, there's like five teams that are hemorrhaging money. And I also think it's like for the Leafs, it's never going to change until fans actually just say enough's enough. Which, which won't happen. So it won't happen. So Leafs fans, if you complain about how high ticket prices are, tell other fans not to spend the money that. Uh, scalpers are asking for it. 
that's all I got. Otherwise, say. get used to watching Marty Marinch and throw grenades for the next little bit. Yeah, it's live. It's like the same uh, veiled bullshit threats that you hear from people like, "Oh, if I see if I see this NFL officiating one more time, I'm never playing watching again." Oh, uh, Or yeah. the people who are like, "If they keep taking knees, I'm burning my tickets." It's like, eh, you'll be back." Yeah. <laughs> I'm never buying Nike products again because Colin yeah. Kaepernick took yeah, a knee. Exactly. Sure. For, for exactly one week. Yeah. Well, with that being said, gentlemen, I think this is a good way to end the podcast. Uh, you can follow uh, everything we're doing on Tip of the Tower on Twitter. Uh, and uh, we will hopefully try to find some time with the Leafs not playing back-to-backs to get this the next episode out. Most likely we'll come out midweek next week, like to this week, because weekends have become busy for me again with work. So there's that again. Work is looking. Try to afford Leafs tickets one time. Just one time. Yeah, just one time this season. We're going to make it out to a Leafs game. We're going to do it once and then complain about how much we paid about it. Yep. If they lose, if they win, it's all water under the bridge. I'd probably still complain how much we paid even if they win. (sighs) We can't have nice things. We can never have nice things. With that being said, hopefully you guys find some nice things to say about this Leafs team, which I know is really hard right now. But soon, hopefully soon. You'll find it something. gets better. It usually yeah. does. It usually does. <laughs> no. So try to usually. try to stick in. We're only we're only eight games into the season. It's seven or eight games. One of those two. Wow. Mm. Butchering butchering this, but we're not that far into the season, guys. You can make it through. We have faith. Well, most of us do.